Live. Live on. Live on set. And welcome to another episode of Live on Set. Live on Set, the weekly pop culture podcast where I'm talking film, music, sports, television with my friends, family, and people I meet along the way. Joining me on set today, someone who is a friend, but also kind of fits that category of someone I met along the way, someone who I did not know as well as I do now when I started the podcast, but making her live on set debut, my friend, Nadia. Nadia, Hi. how's it going? How are it's you? It's going good. I'm good. How are you? Good. No, thank you so much for A, listening to the show, B, showing love on the gram. Anything sounds good to meme, live on set, me as an actual person. But um, no, but also being a fan of pop culture. So I'm glad you could come on the show. And really, for season three right now, getting a lot of people on the show that have never been on before. So you're part of that crew as well. But then also someone who is a big fan of a lot of the things that I'm fans of. So this will be, this should be great. I'm excited to get started. Yeah, um, me too. I also must say I am like the number one Austin stan. Yes. No. <laughs> Numbers don't lie. That's so true. I support you in everything. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you for showing love. Thank you for coming on the show. This is going to be great. There's, there's so many elements of the show that we could do an episode on. We have both worked in sports. We have talked television. We have talked music. I'm sure at some point we will talk movies, but uh, an element of the show that it's becoming possibly the element of the show that the most episodes have been about so far have been music and someone who we are big fans of and someone who you are definitely a bigger fan of than myself. <laughs> and I love the man is Ed Sheeran. So he uh, love put of out, my life. Love of your life. He put out an <laughs> album recently and he is someone who um, I've seen a couple of times, but this episode, a majority of it will be about Ed. So let's talk Ed. What do you like about him? And then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, I love everything about Ed. And honestly, like the first, like how I got into him was from being a One Direction fan, okay. um, just from super early on, um, like when Plus had just come out, One Direction would always do interviews and talk about Ed Sheeran. And because I was a One Direction fan, I obviously had to be an Ed Sheeran fan. So I started listening to Plus and he changed my life. I love him so much. Like, honestly, if I had to choose a favorite artist, like favorite artist of all time, number one, who's at the top, it's Ed. Like, that's my man. Wow. I love him with all my heart. Of course. <laughs> I think not only is he just such an incredible lyricist and just musician overall, he is so humble and down to earth and he will show up anywhere just in a graphic tee and jeans and it's just him and he just blows me away every time so yeah he is just everything yep my favorite <laughs> I love that there's a couple of people who have been on the show before who have shared a lot of the same feelings about a particular artist or a band or someone and like when we were just catching up before we're zooming so I can see you which is great but like when I do these episodes and I catch up with people before I record, like we just kind of say what's up and I haven't seen you in a while, but a lot of the episodes that are going to be like the one with, that we're talking Ed, 
have always started similar to other episodes in the past and they're always good. And for, for being a fan of music and it could be, it doesn't really matter the genre or like what they do, solo stuff, band, whatever. But the one thing that you said about Ed being humble, I feel like is, has to be one of the, the, the more truer statements of really any question I've asked so far, at least this season, like a lot of the, the person I'm talking about who like his favorite band is kiss. Like my friend, Joey has been, was on the first couple episodes of this season. Like he, like him and his family would just like eat, drink, sleep that band. Like they just love the band. Right. And with Ed from being able to see him, I've seen him twice and I know you've seen him more. Like he's such like this humble guy, like the, the shows I've seen so far, it's just yeah. him on the stage. He's doing his own thing. And like, you get the vibe of like, we are used to working in arenas and there being so much going on. Right. But Ed mm -hmm. could be if you were down the street and he's just playing at the bar by your house with his guitar and it's the best thing you've ever seen. Right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So actually, funny you say that the first time I saw him was at House of Blues. Really? Which, yes. September 8th, 2012. What? Never forget it. Never forget. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was at House of Blues. Obviously, he wasn't super super big nowhere near as big as he is now and passenger opened up for him do you know passenger yeah like, yeah so <laughs> is it like let her go that song let her go yes okay okay yes. okay wow 2012 yes. <laughs> God, we're old all right house yeah, of blues that's crazy house of blues we stood in line all day i was like in the middle of the pit i was 14 right maybe <laughs> super young it was like me and my best friend and it that show was one of the craziest experiences of my life yeah I it was also like the first show I had been to by myself without mm -hmm. without an adult with me right um of course house of blues like just standing in the middle right of it. right um and I like got separated from my friend. So it was just me standing there. And there were like these two guys. I'm off. I'm also very short. Like I'm five one. And there were right. these two guys standing right in front of me. They were both like over six feet tall. And they looked back at me and they're like, okay, just stand right in between us so that you can have a perfect view. So I had a great view. Loved it was it, right? amazing. They got trashed. Uh, the two guys have no idea who sure. they are, but they were trash right and it was just the greatest show ever he ed is my favorite thing about artists is when they like talk to the crowd and interact with the crowd and he is very much like that like he will you know interact with the crowd and especially in a small setting like that it it was just amazing yeah. there are very few shows that i feel like have topped that for me wow there's <laughs> the with that being your first concert and then that person still not only being around, but is that the, the podcast way to say is like, he's a, he's like amazing. He's the best ever, but like professionally, like at the top of his profession, I mean, he's the biggest solo person out right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And the number one album in the world and X, like all deserving. So, and it's like, there's so much that he did to play in order to get to like a place like house of blues. But now that he's the stadiums and arenas and the biggest things ever is crazy. Yeah, um, to see like the growth of his career like I feel like I have literally been there since the beginning, beginning. so like I've been on this journey with him yeah that's like that's how I feel and it's just 
it's so great to see him like from plus to like now his new album being married and having a kid and like doing stadiums like the just seeing his career progress like that it's as a fan it's it's amazing yeah no and it has to make you feel good right like with that being your first concert that's crazy my first concert completely <laughs> different but was at amway but it was my senior year of high school my friend joey who was the first couple of the guy i'm talking about he was with me another live on set guest from season one my best friend Luis. And then another kid that just went to high school with us, Jordan, who's also a good kid, but hasn't been on the show. <laughs> and um, hopefully he's fine. But um, <laughs> hopefully and he'll be fine. But it was Little Wayne <laughs> and it was like Little Wayne and Rick Ross and Nicki Minaj. And like for me, it was like first big concert that I ever gone to ever. A, I think when I was younger and I said this on the show before, like my parents, they might have gone with our family to like Jimmy Buffett, but I would have been like so young. I didn't remember. Right. I drove in a car with my friends with no parental supervision. I mean, I was going off to college in two months. So like it wasn't like I was whatever. So, but we go, we're on founders and Amway. I'm living oh, my best fancy. life on a school <laughs> night, on a school, on a night, school night, Travis, Bar founders? Travis Barker opened the show. He just did drumming stuff. It was the craziest lineup ever. And I'll never forget. That was the, the show that completely like floored me of, one day I want to be able to like work in an arena or do something and see shows like this. Right. And a, a band, like how you have that, that like fanhood with Ed, a band that I saw two, three weeks ago, a band called Laney. Do you know them? I've heard of them. Heard I of haven't them? listened to their music, but like I see their name everywhere. Okay. So I went <laughs> to a festival in Cincinnati, Ohio with a couple of my friends that have been on the show and we were just wanted to have like a good spot. Like the headliner of the night of that festival was Florence and the Machine, who I had seen at Amway like Ooh. two weeks prior to that when that festival was. And it was very much like luck of the draw, wanted to stay in one spot and just have a good spot for the headliner. And it was Laney. And it was these three guys from California. And we're like, hey, we're Laney. We're going to set up the stage. We're going to play the six songs we have. We're going to give you we're going to just give it our all for you right now. It was a two <laughs> o'clock slot on the, like, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. And I have followed them since that day when they had one EP out like five or six songs. Right. And I've followed them. And every single time they've come to Orlando, I have gone and they've worked their way up to like house of blues. And then I didn't, two weeks ago, I saw them in St. Augustine at the amphitheater, which is a really, really cool venue. Mm -hmm. But they played an arena in Tulsa last night where the lead singer grew up. They're playing the Forum in L.A. in a couple of weeks. Like, wow. they are totally but like Laney. They've they've toured with Halsey. They've opened up for John Mayer. They've they have um, a good relationship with like Ellie Golding. Like they've played bigger venues, but haven't been the main person. Yeah. And I think the one comparison of a band that you might know that might sound the same would be like the 1975. Okay. And Laney yeah. is not as big as them, but they're kind of like that vibe. So maybe mm -hmm. if 1975 did arenas and Laney did stuff with them, that'd be like a priceless ticket, I guess. For, <laughs> for, for, for me, I'm not like that big of a 1975 person, but I always want to see them like live because their yeah. show looks amazing. But, mm -hmm. but going back to Ed, because I've been to the house, because anyways, like I saw Laney at the House of Blues and they were great. Um, and that was 2018 or 2019 and they played all over. But um, with 
with Ed, like I said, I've seen him twice. The first time you saw him was at the House of Blues, right? So mm-hmm. I saw him at Amway in, I think, maybe 2015, 2017. So it would have been the multiply multiply tour. Christina Perry I opened there for there that go. one. Oh, and they sing Be My Forever, which is also one of my favorite songs. Their song together. Okay. So sweet. It's like the cutest thing. <laughs> I I remember that show so well. I had just started like at the time working at Amway and I was trying to it was such a big event. They were trying to get so many people to work and I'm so new. I'm like let me be very careful. Like the new kid's like not working. He's just here, like just trying to go and enjoy the show. Right. <laughs> and my mom had tickets to work. So like I went with her to the show and it was incredible. He opened with, I'll never forget. Like he opened with, well, Christina Perry, like was the opener and she was amazing. Mm-hmm. She did piano stuff. She got up and sang. It was great. So good. And, and then he opened up with, I'm a mess. And I'm like, <sighs> I was a mess watching the show. <laughs> and then, but no, like that was, the, the first album that had like a team, like a house drunk, like you and I, like all those hits, those are hit songs. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that show that I saw him, I'm like, I knew he had a song with Taylor Swift. I knew that he was a big deal. I know he was not from the U S and he had a following com- on the other side of the world. Right. But this guy was doing these arenas. And then I would put like two and two together and I get more into music the, for multiply. He had don't, he had sing, yeah, thinking mm-hmm. out loud, like photograph, like all loud. of those yep. huge thing out loud, like huge fingers, r- like radio songs. <laughs> like, and I was like, okay, I understand why he's playing arenas, right? But it was, <clears throat> it was just him, and just him. I, I said like every time he tours or goes on a tour, if it's Orlando or not, like I follow the belief of if you're a fan of a band and you can, like, and then your town, you like, so you go see him live, right? One hundred percent. But that that Ed show was amazing but the show after that with divide divide <sighs> my one, top concert perhaps i'm trying to think like i don't want to i would say confirmed top 10 it's so hard like we work in arena and we work all these I shows know. so like it's so hard right? <laughs> but then like you if you're working an event and you barely have a chance to see anything and you know friends that went like oh my god it's the best show of all time and like i didn't hear two songs or anything but with Divide, had really, really good seats. And there was 10 of us that went together. We had an amazing time. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the best shows I think I'll ever see. I agree. 100%. And so let's talk about those two shows. Because so you, so you told me you saw them four times, right? So House of Blues or the rest arenas? So, yeah. So it was Multiply and then Divide Arena. And then he did Divide Stadium Tour. Yes. So I went to Tampa. Nice. to go see him there because divide the arena at Amway absolutely blew my mind right. walked away best concert ever I have to go see him again of course so we went to go see him at the stadium which was equally as good oh my god <laughs> like I know that he is like announced like t- like stadium stuff in the uk maybe i Mm -hmm. think but i'm interested to see like is he has toured like through the ground and done arenas and then stadiums for almost like the last two like album cycles and i'm sure with this one he could just do all stadiums if he wanted to oh he could do arenas he could do whatever he wants right yeah and it'll be interesting to see if it's orlando or 
or where it will be. But I mean, that's like a no brainer ticket to like go see, oh, them, obviously. No brainer. But from going to this new album that we have now, which I've listened to three times, three times. Okay. Okay. Very different. And some of the <laughs> pre album release stuff, if it was, I know he played it actually in Tampa for like before an NFL game. And then he did mm-hmm. SNL and he's done some like NPR stuff and some media stuff. Right. It'll be interesting to see if he'll have a backing band when he tours or will it just be him? I think he will. I, I definitely, I definitely think he will. This album was very, very odd, very different. Right. Um, actually like when I first listened to it, the first song tides really threw me for a loop. (laughs) It was, it was just like, so like, hard on the guitar and I was also listening to it in the morning so I was like this is not this is not the vibe that I'm going for right now and it almost kind of seemed I hate to say this but like messy that song to me yeah but then as I listened to the rest of the album I liked it a lot more and I I think it's just something that I have to like continue listening to over and over and over again until it grows on me right at least tides after let's say like overpass graffiti and down I'm here for okay the first (laughs) first couple this is fine this is great first few not so sure and I felt that way about when he released bad habits Mm -hmm. also it was just so different Different, and I'm just like what is this like I wasn't I really that song when it came out I was slightly disappointed as it became overplayed on the radio it started getting stuck in my head more and right I'm I like I can say that I like it now but it's definitely not my favorite shivers is also different but a bop 100% very much a bop I I definitely love that song but I'm kind of, ho- I think because this album is so different, like this is him branching out. So I feel like he's going to carry that through into the tour. I'm yeah. hoping. Yeah. And bring something different. That's kind of <laughs> what I'm hoping for. Um, Everything that you just said, I'm here for. Like the first <laughs> time I had my headphones in and the first song is tied to the opening song of the album. And like, I like to listen to like, if I go on YouTube, I'll type in like, 21 pilots live or Ed Sheeran live or whatever, like a band, like live to hear stuff. And if I listen and it's like a live show, not like a SNL thing or like a late night thing, I have the volume pretty like high to full blast because like <laughs> the sound could be kind of like weird and like popping. <laughs> but then I was like, okay, I'll, I'm going to listen to Ed now. And I put it in and I forgot that it was on like how in my mind I have like YouTube volume. And like, I freaked out for a second. Cause I'm like, what is going on? And I was like, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is not Ed. And then and it was Ed, but, it was uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, with, with bad habits, a hundred percent, I agree with you hundred percent. It was so different. And he put so much pre release of the song by content out, just like pictures mm-hmm. of him or music video, like behind the scenes, things like that. And shivers incredible. I, I think my <sighs> favorite song on the album as of right now, what time is it? <laughs> what uh, time is it? November 11, 9.35 p.m. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it's probably Overpass Graffiti. 
but but the layering of the songs through the album one of like the deepest tracks that he's ever done is visiting hours and i i i I listened to him talk about like the significance behind the song and kind of what went Mm -hmm. into it Mm -hmm. but if you look at the artwork and the symbolism behind the previous albums and then with this album that he's coming out now he has so many different songs from those albums that you could put on like various playlists. And then even like the, like the whole like collab thing that he had with so many of those other people that were on it. Right. Like yeah. he, he could have so many different elements of, of music and so many things inspire him. And I feel like this album now, like it kind of brings everything full circle. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting when this album cycle goes through and he continues to live his life. Like you said, he's already married. He already has, he already, like he already has a kid. Right. It'll be interesting if he kind of like takes a break and not, like not quit music under anything like that, but like maybe produce and like write and do things, but maybe not tour and do what he's been yeah. doing at the level he's been doing it. Cause he's, he has to be one of the, like you said at the beginning, the best lyricist of our generation, right? I would It's all agree. him, right? <laughs> yes. Like it's yep. one of them, at least one of them. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that for everything up until this tour, it was only him doing everything, right? Yeah. And it's crazy. Like you might just be at a show, regardless of how big the venue is, and you see him up there with the pedals and the guitar and thinking, like, really, is that it kind of thing? And then people who say that to me, I'm like, Are you insane? <laughs> but, is that it? Is that it? But God, what do you like, mean? <laughs> it's 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 honestly it's unreal, like what he's been able to do and and what he continues to do. But there's no one doing it like him. No. And that that's what I like about him. I 100% agree. And when he like started announcing the tour, he said like, this is going to be the next two years of my life. And just the way that he said that makes me think that he is probably going to take a break after that. I mean, touring takes up so much time and he said two years. So that's like, again, he just had a baby. So at that point, I feel like he's going to want to like slow things down and not be on the road as much and be a family man. I feel like he's definitely a family man. Oh, for for sure. sure. Yeah. There was this Howard Stern interview that I listened to. That's when he talked about like visiting hours and what went into that. Have you heard that story or know what I'm? No, I haven't. So there is someone, obviously, like if you like for those who are listening to the show that haven't heard the song or maybe they just don't remember it, but go back and listen to it. Um, probably like the like the hardest hitting song, maybe lyrically, like on that album or one of them at mm-hmm. least, maybe yeah. one of one of his like hardest hitting songs, like since you know he's put out music, right? But. Since like supermarket flowers. He very true. <laughs> he talks with Howard Stern about the meaning behind the song. And there was a promoter that would had a very big influence on his life that his relationship with him was not business. It was friend friendship, family level. Right. And he wrote the song about him because didn't get to say goodbye. And he, got a call in the middle of the night and he knew that something was going on. He just knew what it was. Right. But the way he like opens up about it and talks about it with like Howard Stern and Howard Stern is like from like an interview standpoint, like the most straightforward raw opinion. Like it's, he's, I I mean, I think he's great, but (laughs) like seeing Ed talk about how, when he was doing the multiplied tour and he was playing Wembley like three nights in a row, 
the people that he hung out with were like his four or five closest friends. And then this guy, this promoter. And so he, I'm not sure if it was like a promoter that he met like early on. And it was like huge for him, like booking things, not in the U S but for someone to have any sort of significance like that, like on his life. And then like the gift that Ed has as a songwriter, lyricist, et cetera. And what he's able to like take that story and that dedication of this person that clearly had this profound impact on his life and then share it with the world is just unreal. Amazing. I, I feel like it's a song that I hope he'll play on tour, but he never played supermarket flowers on tour, which is same vibe right until the divide tour stadium tour in tampa that was the only night he played supermarket flowers and everyone in the crowd just lost it so i feel like i i'm kind of hoping he saves that song for like a really special night yeah um but he did release it before the album so it might go on on the set list but that's a really great story i love that yeah he has done like so many cool things like carpool karaoke with james corden he's done snl things he was on last week and i loved his i think he did shivers and overpass but he definitely i I think like this tour is going to be so different and maybe rightfully so like i'm just trying to like do like math in my head or not math excuse me like try to remember with with divide i'm thinking 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 he did a lot of the songs that i love and he also god now i'm thinking of like divide for a second so you have (laughs) you have castle on the hill massive hit shape of you which i think was the biggest song of the year that it came out Uh uh-huh then i'm not sure if one would view it as like not like a mainstream track but like is it a deep cut is it not dive is one of the hottest tracks that's ever existed in the history of music ever one of my favorites ever (laughs) like ever right of all time (laughs) and god happier was a radio song and had a Mm -hmm. beyonce remix and andrea bocelli because i just did i was just doing like this like tvt thing of things i had done about music like before i even thought about doing a podcast and i had like early ed stuff on it just a little bit not like not a lot and Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever given the true appreciation to the first album that I did for the other three. And I know he did like a 10 year anniversary show thing. Cause I listened to it a couple of weeks ago on YouTube and where he's like, he had to go back and kind of like, remember how to play certain guitar parts for songs. Cause he played the whole mm-hmm. album, like from in it, like the whole first album. But yeah, I'll send you a link. It's real. I promise. Have I to promise. watch that. That album is so amazing. Actually, like, wake me there's a song called wake me up from that album and it's really just him singing i can't even say it's acoustic because i mean there's maybe like five chords on the whole song but it is one of my favorite ed songs ever ever that album i i definitely think divide is my favorite album that he's released but plus is for sure number two for me yeah wow love it i think like when i I got really into ed was probably after the multiply tour Mm -hmm. when i saw him the first time the the christina perry show and 
like I'm a mess is one of my favorite songs of his ever, but it was opening song. And I was like, I'm in let's ride. I mean, what would you say is, is his most popular song of all time? Is it a team or is it, will they go like commercially and they'll say like shape of you or something? I would say shape of you probably is his most popular. Okay. That song I feel like broke records. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so I'd say, yeah, probably that one, which is very interesting because I feel like every time he goes on tour, he closes with you need me, I don't need you. Right. And First that album. I've never even heard on the radio before. Never. <laughs> never. Which is, but I'm pretty, it's every tour he closes with that song, which right. also, I mean, a classic Ed. And I love that he always has a song like that on each album. Like yes. on on Multiply, it was Take It Back. Yes. That one. On Divide What? New, maybe, maybe. Maybe New Man. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because <laughs> like kind of like raps um, a little bit in it too. Yeah. And then on this album, on the new album, Equals is Two Steps. Right. Love that song. Hot track. A banger. <laughs> the, um, but I have to feel like any person at the level that Ed is at to end <laughs> to end a set with the song that you just said, and then having that basically like in his pocket since album one. The beginning. Yep. Unreal. Um, Unreal. And he also like <laughs> will always kind of mash it up with something i remember i remember this so vividly from the first concert he it was i'm mashed up with he did i don't know the song so you're probably gonna judge me no it's fine because I, if it's the first album i i think i only know like five or six songs the name of it no it's start... like of like other like from other artists whatever song is the one that goes boop, boop, that's the sound of the police he, oh yes, 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 he, yes, yes, so yes, he, yes, 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 yes. Mashed it up with that, and oh my god, Fifty Cent. Is it Fifty Cent? Yeah. Okay. In the club. Okay. Mashed. So it was like those three songs. Wow. Like mashed up, and that's how he closed it out, and it was just incredible. Best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely has had some like covers roles he'll throw in for some things that I've seen. If it's like YouTube or like other people that have seen things and I've seen them live. Like there's a video online of it's like, don't, and then goes into loyal and then it goes into um, no diggity and it goes into something else. And then it ends with like Nina. It's like unreal. It's like a whole like medley yeah. to the, yep. to, to the beat of, of, of either don't or Nina. And I mean, <clears throat> The man does whatever he wants. It's it's getting to the I had a conversation with a really good friend of mine who my my friend Aubrey, who's been on the show before and would actually work at Amway too. And very, very, very big One Direction fan, very big 1975 <laughs> fan, but also is it definitely a big fan of Ed Sheeran as well. And I had a conversation with her post Harry Styles concert because she saw him in a different city. And I was like jokingly saying, like, we don't deserve Harry Styles. 
but I was not a big one direction fan, <laughs> like at all, like zero, like literally less than zero, but his solo stuff You're missing out cannot live without the solo stuff, cannot live without it. And his show is incredible. And like Harry Styles is not my favorite solo artist of all time. I mean, he's up there on the list for sure. He, I don't, I don't think he's higher than Ed, but he's close, but the, the, the love on tour that I just saw from Harry Styles, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Really? And yes. Yes. I need to like every season of the show so far <laughs> that I've done, someone's had to like back out last minute and I have to keep stuff current. And so I have a feeling that if it happens again and I do a solo episode between now and the end of December, when the season ends, I might do like my top 10 concerts of all time, Ooh. which would be pretty cool. Right. But, that would be really cool. But I would listen. Uh, thank you. But <laughs> the, the the thing about Ed that no one else really has is the fact that a majority of what he has done, it's completely on his own, at least from a performing or a stage presence yeah. and what he does. And so he is someone who is without a doubt when it comes to our generation or show, number one. Yeah. It takes me back to like what your friend said or someone said, um, like it's only that. And it's just like, no, he puts on this whole production with just this. Right. Like you've got other artists, like thousands of dollars, millions of dollars, um, like background dancers and production and all of this stuff. And he can produce the same quality of show, if not more with only himself and his guitar in a loop pedal. So that's why that just that alone, he has my support 100% in anything and everything he does. Even if I don't like it, I will force myself to, oh my <laughs> to <God>. like it. <laughs> I don't know. Cause if, if we were, would have been in the same building at the same time for multiply. Right. Yeah. He, I remember him early on saying that when it came to like the loop pedal, there was something in the news. He had played in Canada relatively recently before that multiply show. And he said that there was one of the writers who reviewed <laughs> like reviewed the show. I think maybe he didn't have the loop pedal on stage for a particular show or something. Like it was all not like him playing off playback, which he never does, but mm-hmm. it was something very like bizarre. So then, but every show I think since then he's had, he's had the pedal and it's, it's incredible. Like, it, like that's like an instrument within itself and like knowing how to do all this yeah. stuff. And then like in the audience, we might not think, he messed up or it sounds like a certain way, but Ed knows for how it goes and how it needs to go. Like he's talked about how you won't know if I mess up, but I will know. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy. And he can just play it off. Right. It's unreal. So easily. <laughs> um, I, I love talking Ed obviously. And a couple more questions before we wrap up, but a couple of weeks ago, Cause I tried to like put these polls up and then I get a lot of responses back and I try to figure out like various things for the I know show. What you're about to say. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so two people who are obviously like very big and I promise you, I'm, I'm just being stupid, but two people who are obviously like really big, um, Taylor Swift. Right. Mm-hmm. And then over the past year, year and a half or so, like Olivia Rodrigo. Right. And I got a lot yep. of flack back for putting them up together. You're one of the, one of the few people that, explain to me how I clearly need to just (laughs) 
put more thought into certain things, but, <laughs> but, um, with Taylor Swift and she was so big for us, like huge, like bigger than Ed big. And, and yeah. now it's kind of like, depending on how much touring Taylor wants to do, I don't even know who people would say is unanimously bigger, maybe her because she's toured for longer and she's been around longer. Right. Mm-hmm. But they have such a good relationship, um, her and Ed, but like Olivia Rodrigo right now, like, do you think this is the real deal? Do you think like sour was just so big and then it'll be curious to see what happens next? Cause that's what I'm worried about now. But I also want to apologize she- for putting up the poll as well. Even though I, I love, I, I, I love, love, love sour and it's different than Ed and Taylor and stuff, but the hype I feel like is comparable. I am the biggest Olivia stan. I love Olivia. What is so, I feel like Taylor was very like cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Olivia is absolutely not and i love that yes because i'm not cookie cutter i feel like girls like teenage girls are not cookie cutter they don't want to listen to like cookie cutter music like they have like that teenage angst of stupid boys and they want to let it out and olivia lets it out in a way that is so relatable and that's why I think she's here to stay. Her that album, not a song I would, I would, I skip okay. at all. I love that whole album. It's like it takes me back to like how I was really feeling in high school. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's what it takes me back to, and I'm just like, yes, let's go. Yes, right. Girl. Like so, yeah. I know. I think she's here to stay, and I think that. She she also has the support of Taylor Swift. So I think with that, she's going to be she's one of the biggest yeah. artists of all time. Yeah. There, there was also like some conspiracy theories that when she put out the album, and it's called Sour, she was partnering with um, Sour Patch Kids. So people think... Like in the in the PR um, boxes that she would like send out to like other celebrities, yeah. it was Sour Patch Kids. So people were like saying that her next album is going to be called Sweet because it's like first they're sour, then they're right. sweet, and it's just going to be like all love songs. Oh my god! So that's kind of what I'm for, but I guess we'll see. Kind of even I it love, out. I mean, crazy. I love Olivia. I also watch High School Musical, the musical, the series. It's a great show. Sure. <laughs> and I've never seen a second of it. But it's so hopefully good. it's good. Okay. Um, so. But I love her. The inspiration behind Sour. Mm-hmm. So she's on, she was in previously in a relationship with someone who's on the show with her. Correct. Yeah. So the main, the main guy because she's yes. like the main girl the main guy they dated in real life in real life i'm pretty sure it was like maybe after season one oh my and God. then he broke up with her to go date sabrina carpenter who i also <laughs> love <laughs> crazy no yeah. now i know who that is i don't know how i don't know who this guy is okay 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 yes so he, so that's, Not so safe. when she goes, and you're probably with that blonde girl. 
Um, that's her Sabrina Carpenter oh my yes. god wait we got a de- we have a detective on the case oh my god that's yeah. crazy I know I was unaware I was unaware man Austin you gotta get with it oh my god that's yep. crazy so and then so after that song came out Sabrina Carpenter released a song called Skin and the lyrics to that song go you can try to get under my skin while he's all over my skin and people were like it's going down right basically like a diss track (laughs) oh my god um so yeah there was a lot of drama this summer Mm -hmm. regarding that and then they went and filmed season two which watching it like you can definitely tell like the chemistry is not the same that it was in season one but now she's in a new relationship. So I'm right. hoping we get that that sweet album. Oh my God. <laughs> that is insane. I was unaware of the people that were involved. I someone had said that it's about a, a kid that she was on the show with. I've seen literally none of it. None of any, not even a second of an episode. But you're not really like the target demographic. So that doesn't surprise me. Not my not my scene. Not my scene. Maybe it's a good thing, not my scene. Um, but no, Sour, the album is great. Obviously, like driver's license broke the internet, and then good for you were huge. Jealousy, jealously, hot track, um, mm-hmm. probably my favorite off of the album. But then really? I think so. Kind of would that be considered? Okay. Is that more? Is that more deep cut, or is that more? No, that's to... just it's surprising because that song actually kind of like took me a while to get to like get on Into board it. with. Okay, yeah. The the one thing that I like about this is my other question. With with Sour, it's an album that I've listened to it probably. It's been out close to a year, maybe. I don't know, maybe. It's an album that I, when I listen to it, I listen to it all. Like yep. it's, I can sit there, like if I'm doing something, bringing Sounds Good to Me back into it, a lot of it being Microsoft Excel stuff where I'm just <laughs> fighting for my life. Like if I'm doing something for work where I do a couple of things throughout the month that it takes me like 45 minutes to do it, I'll just put an album on that I know kind of like, start to finish to know like it should take me an, an hour to do this a little bit less i know what song to get to like this is like halfway through i gotta i'm behind on what i'm doing right <laughs> um but no sour is one of those albums that that have been released relatively recently that i can listen to from start to finish and it's a whole mm-hmm. emotionally it's a whole situation right oh for sure but <laughs> it takes you through like um like all seven stages of what is it grief <laughs> i guess so yeah <laughs> but i i what i like about olivia rodrigo the most is the the vibes and her inspiration that she has like she's very much into paramore like i like the whole mm-hmm. alternative kind of yeah. vibe that kind of goes Love with it. some of the songs Same. and i saw she played like an iheart thing like four or five songs and one of them was jealousy jealousy and i like the whole like live vibe to it it brought like a new life to the song from working so many events, like I'm just so much more into the live aspect of it. Right. Yeah. And it's, I think that's my favorite song as of now, 10 PM on <laughs> November, November the 11th. Right. I like it. It's just, I, I really like it a lot, but she ha- like, she's definitely here to stay. Like she's someone who like oh, when sure. she tours, she'll do arenas. I think that she'll need to do more sure. going back to the whole YouTube thing of just me being really big into YouTube right now is if I go on YouTube right now, it'll be like a mix and it'll have like this random playlist that plays. And one of them, it's 
Olivia Rodrigo cover of Edge of Glory, her and a keyboard. What? It, it is incredible. Way. Yes, it looks like effortless. And it is in this, I don't know how long ago it was, but it was something I saw over the past week or so on repeat. Wow. Yes, unreal. I, you have to send me that link because yes. I need to watch that. I, I cannot tell you. I, everything wow. I say is true. It is very real. <laughs> it's like kind of how like those people will do like press and studio kind of thing. And maybe she would have done a couple of songs and um, one of them happened to be like a cover right. and that's what it was. So oh, it's very real. I promise. It's very also, real. Just one of the greatest Lady Gaga songs. So of course, of course, <laughs> but we'll talk Taylor Swift for a second and then we'll wrap it up. So okay. we're November the 11th right now, tomorrow, November 12th, the like red <sighs> is coming, right? She'll be at it's SNL this Saturday, the 13th, which is very exciting. Cause I'm a big fan. Do you like what she's doing with like re-recording these songs that were so huge for the world like when we were growing up like that to me that seems pretty like I like that I love that I the reason behind it I don't know like you do you know like the whole reason behind so like that whole situation really just upset me so much so I 100% support this I've been wanting to listen to red but I haven't like I have not listened to it because I'm purposely waiting to only listen to Taylor's version. Right. It will have Taylor's version of everything will have my 100% support and backing. I love it. You're in. I I love it. And I love that she's also releasing like songs from the vault. Um, I think I'm not entirely sure, but I think she's doing, she's releasing another song with Ed from the vault. Really, I I saw that when she released the don't take. I'm not entirely sure. Okay, we are live on set, so hopefully it's. I'm joking. (laughs) When she first, when she first released like the track list for Red Taylor's version, I'm Mm -hmm. almost positive there was an extra song with Ed on it because interesting. I feel like I wouldn't forget something with it but I'm super excited I've been listening to Taylor a lot I definitely I was not the biggest Taylor fan growing up at all okay she definitely just wasn't really my vibe the first like album I really listened to from her was 1989 and it was good but when her album Lover came out another album that pretty much changed my life I love every song on that um paper rings is my most listened to song on spotify of all time okay and i still to this day listen to that album multiple times a week wow (laughs) yes all the time and i've recently been getting into reputation more that is a very underrated album i am definitely getting into that a lot but folklore and everlore that's not my vibe not your scene yeah (laughs) not my vibe i have not listened to i don't know if i've listened to an album start to finish since 1989 maybe reputation once or twice maybe 
you'd never listened to Lover? Like songs that I've been on the radio. I know that Sean Mendes did a remix of one of the songs, which is great. Lover. Can't yes. get enough of him. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that, that album, I mean, it's definitely an album that I feel like most people would listen to when they're in love. Mm-hmm. I am not, but I want to be. So there you that's go. why I just like right. listen to it all the time. It's like, this is what I want. Right, right. But it is, and it's very bubblegum pop, I feel like, okay. um, which I love. That's like my favorite genre of music. So Lover's Great, Reputation is badass. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to listen to Red the whole thing through Taylor's version. There you go. <laughs> Only an hour and 54 minutes away. So we'll be good. Uh, It'll be great. Can't wait. <laughs> um, no, this has been amazing. Always love talking music with you. Thanks so much for coming on the show, but customary with every other episode I've had so far. Nadia, tell the listeners, uh, what are you looking forward to? Anything in the world, pop culture related, anything at all. It doesn't have to be pop culture. Floor is yours. <laughs> Well, obviously, Red, Taylor's version, coming out soon. Can't wait for that. Adele's new mm-hmm. album coming out next Friday. Yeah. Very excited for that. Um, and I'm excited to go to some concerts. Dan and Shay was supposed to be my first one back, but got canceled. So I have a concert in February. I'm going to go see Casey Musgraves in Nashville. What? I know. And then in March, I'm going to Houston to see Dua Lipa. So I'm excited for those. And patiently, patiently waiting for Doja Cat to go. Doja Cat and Miley waiting for them to go on tour. Go on tour? Wow. I will. I will 100% be there no matter where <laughs> all, all of those, all those artists are great. I know that with Dan and Shay, I know we talked about that before, which is unfortunate, but I know that they have a big following and they're touring with, I think Kenny Chesney when they do stadium. So they're not coming to Orlando, yep. but they put something out with yep. what it was for Orlando. I think they're going to Tampa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Possibly. And Doja cat. I listened to her honestly for about 45 minutes today is her album not just like amazing i bounced around uh, i didn't do start to finish but the a majority of what i did listen to uh, today is it was exactly what i needed for the vibe of today and so Dua Lipa, she's coming to orlando so we'll see about that but casey musgraves she this album very much different than the one before mm-hmm. but the opener for her tour is a girl who goes by the name of King Princess. Are you familiar? Okay. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm Do pretty I sure I saw something <laughs> that she was opening for her on tour. King, okay. King Princess is absolutely amazing. She is oh. someone who I think was the, like her mentor is Mark Ronson. Like her oh. dad, I think like her dad has some sort of connection with the industry. And when she was growing up and trying to get into it, Mark Ronson, like obviously the people who are listening, yeah. this huge producer, Amy Winehouse, Gaga, Bruno Mars, mm-hmm. et cetera. He's also a really funny guy too. And it's so well-connected and so well-respected when it comes to music and production and everything. He has a very close relationship with her. And I think is like her mentor. Wow. And, which is bizarre and it's so crazy <laughs> but i was 
actually getting in the mindset for a Laney show, the one that I saw them um, for the house of blues and I was bouncing around and I just had like a shuffle on something in a song that she had one of her bigger songs is a song called 1950, but she has so many songs that are huge and someone who definitely should be bigger than she is now. She was supposed to tour with Harry Styles and do all the Europe leg, but then COVID hit and then he mixed things up. And I was bummed because I thought she was going to be the opener for the show that I just saw him at for like the mm-hmm. U.S. Lego Love on tour. Right. And I can talk about King Princess for 45 minutes. But <laughs> um, if she is the opener, you'll be in for a treat because I mean, obviously, okay. obviously, like Casey Musgraves, that that Nashville show. She's brought out oh. special guests before there too, as well. So like she if, brought out Harry Styles I know. last time in Nashville. One of my so. really, 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 really good friends. <laughs> she lives in Nashville and oh. is what I would consider as, and I'm haven't finalized the list. So you could be one of these four people as well, but my, <laughs> my, my Mount Rushmore of music, one of my really good friends of all time, Claire, <laughs> and she was at the show dangerously close to the stage and she loves, oh. cannot live without Maggie Rogers. There, and she opened oh. Oh. that night. It was like a very big Nashville Bridgestone yeah. arena thing. I, I'll never forget yeah. when she was talking to me about it. And Harry Styles had, came out for like space cowboy or i don't even know what song it was that she told me because my friend i like claire i love her to death and she was telling me about all this different stuff and it was unreal but kissy musgraves it has a good relationship with harry styles too but so i saw him on his first solo tour and she was the opening opener yep Crazy. Fort Lauderdale. Crazy. Yep, crazy. There you go. <laughs> now no, look at her. <laughs> she is great. She's killing the game. She's doing arenas. Mm-hmm. She did SNL. She's done it a couple times, I think, actually. And okay. she definitely is someone who is like getting bigger by the second, which is great. For sure. But no, watch yep. out for King Princess. Me telling you, because okay. I love yep. playing music with you, but then also for the for the listeners. And if if she's listening, come on the show because I really gotta I gotta bump up these numbers. But um <laughs> But no, I, I love talking music with you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Like I said Thank earlier, we could have, a, uh, of course, we could have a music <laughs> episode. We could have a TV episode, anything, but yeah. sports, et cetera. But no, thanks for coming to talk music. This yeah. will be episode 47, which I can't wait to get out. But that is a wrap. <laughs> so thank you again, Nadia, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. But that is a wrap on episode 47 of live on set live on set the weekly pop culture podcast where i'm talking film music sports television with my friends family and people i meet along the way thank you so much for listening i will see you next week and as always much love have a good one